Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Creed Report. This is a series of podcasts looking at what's new in global crude oil markets. My name is Jeff Kralowitz. I'm the Vice President of Business Development for Argus in Houston. And with me today is Alex Endress. He's a senior crude reporter in Houston. And Alex is the person who does the daily coverage of Canadian crude traded in U.S. markets. So, Alex, uh, welcome. Yeah, Jeff, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. It looks like our timing on this podcast is pretty good for two reasons. First, at the end of June, we began publishing uh, price assessments for high tan Canadian crude at Houston and Cushing. But secondly, the last trade month, we also saw a record volume of physical trade on the Canadian grades that set our WCS Houston price assessment. And of course, that's really important to us because WCS Houston is the benchmark grade for Canadian crude at the Gulf Coast. And WCS Houston is also a precisely hedgeable number using the ICE ARV financial contract. So we'll get into all of that in a little bit, but maybe we could start out with the basics. Alex, what's the HITAN name mean? How is Argus structuring its HITAN assessment? And why did we choose to introduce it this summer? Sure. So HITAN refers to crews that have a relatively high total acid number. So this comprises a lot of the new grades that are being produced in Canada and coming to the U.S., uh, so the new Argus ITAN prices um, are in Houston and Cushing, and uh, those are Access Western Blend, or AWB, and Christina Dilbert Blend, or CDB trades that are actually comprising uh, these high tan prices. So why those two? Well, we've heard that they have higher volume. Uh, really, if you look in those markets, the, the most liquidity uh, out of the high tan grades that are getting delivered to the U.S., and uh, very similar in quality. So we see AWB at about 22.5 degrees API and uh, 3.76% sulfur, uh, and CDB at about 22.3 degrees API and 3.66% sulfur. Similar to WCS and Cold Lake, they, they may differ a bit in Canada, but once delivered to these markets in Cushing and Houston, they've traveled many miles of pipeline and probably been through the same tanks. In the end, buyers treat them very similarly. And so we're also responding to the market. You know, we've hit kind of a critical mass where uh, there was somewhat consistent volumes uh, of trade at Houston and Cushing. And so Argus was able to get these trades reported to us. Yeah, those are great points, Alex. The, you know, especially the fact that when we went to the industry and asked how should we structure these assessments, they said, look, these these grades, AWB, CDB, are trading within five cents of each other. You really should pool the liquidity and get a good, strong representation of the market. But anyway, uh, the next thing I think is how would market participants use the high tan assessment? Yeah, I mean, so there's several ways uh, if you're looking at you know, like a long-term supply agreement, there's the ability to put that Argus high tan price in a physical contract. So for example, even outside of AWB or CDB, you know, maybe there's a, a curl supply agreement or another high tan grade. You could price it at the Argus high tan assessment, either in Cushing or in Houston with some sort of adjustment uh, to account for the quality spread. Um, now there's also the arbitrage comparison. So because we now have high tan assessments at Hardesty, Cushing, and Houston, traders could make this comparison uh, as they have for WCS and Cold Lake. So, um, 
you can use the spread between Argus Hightan Houston and Argus AWB and CDB assessments uh, to decide to help decide whether to move uh, Hightan crudes to the Gulf. So right now, the Canadian High Tan Houston area premium to access Western Blend in Edmonton is $9.04 a barrel for August delivery. So the Houston area premium to Christina Lake in Hardesty is about $8.90 a barrel. So part of that difference could be the difference in the assessment points in Canada. Uh, but you can also even use the Argus WCS Houston price and the ICE ARV contract to hedge high tan deals at the Gulf Coast. So maybe just adding the WCS Houston to high tan Houston spread to adjust the price. So yeah, that's all really important stuff. Thanks for for sharing that. That you know the fact that we can capture the the Canada to Gulf Coast spreads, but also the fact that you could use the high tan number along with the WCS Houston number to actually precisely hedge your position. And maybe this is a good point, Alex, you could get into a little bit of the history uh, of the WCS number, which is the hedgeable Canadian number at the Gulf Coast. Yeah, so as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, uh, WCS trade volumes uh, really been soaring. So they set a record in July. Uh, so for the July trade month, we recorded 328,884 uh, barrels a day. And so far for August, we're already tracking about 242,000 barrels a day, which would be the third highest tally if the August trade month ended today. But uh, there's still, of course, six more days left in the August trade month. So this means that the physical market providing the settlement mechanism for the ICE ARV financial contract is exceptionally liquid, uh, transparent, and robust. So there are around uh, 22 companies trading WCS Houston. Uh, that's what we captured for August. And so no no one has more than 20% of the market share. And we typically see multiple trades per day. So WCS Houston normally set by a VWA or a volume weighted average of trades uh, for Cold Lake and WCS, and that's at three Houston area locations. So those would include Beaumont, Nederland, and the Echo Terminal in Houston. And just to highlight, because uh, not everyone w will know this, the WCS Houston number is actually a composite or a, a collection of all the Cold Lake and WCS trades at the Gulf Coast, just like the High Tan is a collection of CDB and AWB trades. Can you just uh, clarify for us exactly what goes into that WCS number? Yes, so the assessment includes both WCS and Cold Lake volumes, and what we found is that Cold Lake really is the much more liquid grade. Um, so, for example, despite the record volumes in July, Argus didn't actually record any Houston area WCS volumes and also didn't report any volumes for May, June or July. Although so far we have 5,000 barrels a day of WCS in the Houston area for August. But no, we, we began including these Cold Lake volumes in WCS Houston and WCS Cushing uh, back during the February 2019 trade month after market feedback. So similarly to what we were uh, discussing with the high tan grades, we found is that, you know, after they travel down the same routes and hit some of the same tanks to get to Cushing and then to the coast, uh, they looked into the same to buyers. So very, very similar. You know, the industry just advises to pool the liquidity since they trade within five cents of each other and much of the time at parity. So the same is true at Cushing as, as it is in the Houston area, although higher percentage of WCS and, and lower percentage of Cold Lake. So, for example, we recorded 13,548 
barrels a day of WCS in the Cushing market for July versus 165,632 barrels a day of Cold Lake Cushing for, for July. Great. So just to summarize, the, in, in Houston, the WCS Houston number is largely reflecting Cold Lake trades at, at the Gulf Coast, at Houston area. Whereas at Cushing, it's more of an even mix between Cold Lake and WCS. So I, th- let's let's move on because we're running out of time. Uh, I think one of the interesting aspects of the heavy Canadian trade at the Gulf Coast is that a lot of it gets re-exported to places like India and China, sometimes even to Spain. And in the first quarter of this year, we had 160,000 barrels a day re-exported from the Gulf Coast. And it looks like it's going to continue. Enbridge, in a recent uh, statement, said they think re-exports of Canadian heavy out of the Gulf Coast will hit 300,000 barrels a day in the next year or so. That means that the WCS and high TAM prices are really important internationally to, to buyers in Asia and Europe. And it also means that the WCS Houston number uh, can be used to hedge foreign shipments of Canadian grades out of the Gulf Coast. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting to the question which is I think these international buyers would be interested in whether you think the flow of Canadian crude physically to the Gulf Coast is going to continue at current levels, even though price spreads are a little bit narrow right now. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, of course, we have seen the flow of Canadian crude to Texas in particular rise fairly steadily over the last few years, regardless of the momentary moves of the price spread from Canada to the Gulf Coast. You know, we do think more Canadian crude is getting to Texas, and that can be illustrated by what we have seen in the spot market. So uh, as we've seen this record liquidity that's been bolstered really by the WTI calendar month average that serves as the basis for these grades, you know, we've actually seen the the WCS Houston uh, discount to the CMA uh, begin to widen. So you know, that, that, that just tells us that as light sweep prices in Cushing are being supported by this rebounding transportation fuel demand with increased vaccination rates, diminishing COVID-19 restrictions. We're also seeing, you know, that that higher uh, outright price allowing more Canadian uh, sellers to target the the buyers in the U.S. So talking about the CMA, you know, it's it's actually averaging $73 a barrel for, for August as of yesterday's close. Um, that'd be the 14th uh, as uh, as of recording this podcast. Um, and so that's the highest uh, average that we've seen so far since the December uh, 2014 uh, trade month. And back on the WCS front, so far averaging, WCS Houston's averaging a $5.07 month-to-date discount to the CMA uh, as the time of recording this, which is the widest discount since the May 2020 trade month. So it's obvious that we're that we're seeing more get down to the coast. As you mentioned, the the spread. So the WCS hardest due to Houston discounts averaging an eight dollar fifty cent uh, spread for August. Not exactly the most favorable, uh, but you know, as we said, the higher basis price still allowing more to get to the U.S. and to the coast. Um, although it's delayed, you know, we see the most recent data from the EIA suggests more Canadian supplies coming to the coast. So Texas imported 356,000 barrels a day of uh, Canadian crude in April. That's up from 19,000 barrels a day from March. 
So that was the second straight gain for Texas after an extreme winter storm in mid-February, severely constrained refining capacity in the region. But of course, uh, you know, as you mentioned, there are some other factors at play. So Venezuelan crude sanctioned, Mexican output is stagnant. And of course, most Middle Eastern heavy grades are going to Asia, not across the Atlantic. Also, U.S. refinery utilization is back to pre-COVID levels of the coast, and they definitely like to run heavy sour crude. Uh, some of them like to produce asphalt, which several Canadian heavy grades are good for. Yeah, that's that's great. And I think all those points about the diminishing availability of of alternatives to Canadian at the Gulf Coast are important. You know, the Venezuelan, the Mexican, the uh, Middle East grades just aren't available like they were in the past. And even with narrow spreads to Canada, you tend to get this draw on Canadian barrels. I I tell you what, Alex, I'm looking at the clock. We should probably uh, wrap it up here. So thank you very much for explaining what's going on with heavy Canadian crude markets at the Gulf Coast. And uh, thanks to everybody in the audience for joining us. You can read Alex's daily market commentary and see our whole array of U.S.-Canadian crude pricing by subscribing to the Argus America's Crude Report. And there's a second report, the Argus Petroleum Transportation North America which covers the logistics of moving crude and refined products and NGLs around North America. That comes out on Friday afternoons, just once a week. And it's, it's really an important read. There's also a lot of free information on our website, which is ArgusMedia.com. So thank you again for tuning into this. We look forward to joining you with another episode of The Crude Report very soon. <laughs>